So we are talking through the things that Jesus never said, those wonderful turns of phrases that have just become sort of part of our cultural lexicon when we talk about faith. Um, and this last one in the series uh, is one of my favorites. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And you'll hear this any number of ways. You'll hear people ask you, is Jesus your personal Lord and Savior? Right, you've heard that. Or, I don't have to be, go to church. I can be a Christian just as easily at home on Sunday morning or the golf course or fishing. Right, because it's about me and Jesus. We hear this a lot. Spoiler alert, Jesus never said that. But the idea pops up again and again and again. We have this tendency in American culture to make everything about me as an individual. That it's all about what I do, about my relationship with God, about how I live my life and the choices that I make. But Scripture, again and again and again, points to this idea that we are so tied up in one another as to be inseparable. Looks like this. A few years back, my daughter's class got in trouble. A couple of the kids had been talking too loud. And Layla was very clear that it was not her. And she said, why do I get in trouble? I'm not the one who was breaking the rules. Does that sound familiar? It's not fair. Sometimes it doesn't matter whether or not we're the ones who did everything right or the ones who did something wrong because we are so tied up together that our fates are intertwined with one another. It's not that just one kid in the class often gets in trouble. It's that the whole class gets in trouble for the behavior of a few. It's not that just one person doesn't get the project done at work because they didn't have the time to do it. It's that the whole team winds up not getting the project done if a couple of people don't do their part. Our fates are tied to one another in so many ways. One of the great verses that people use to talk about me and my relationship with God is that bit from 2 Philippians where it says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Your own, right? Just you. Makes sense, doesn't it? Personal relationship with Jesus. So here's our lesson for today. Everybody knows Greek, right? So this word is katergaste. Katergaste. Is that close? No, not even close. All right, not even close. Um, but what I love about this word is a couple of things. So this is present and imperative. It's do it now. And it's second person. It's you. And it's second person plural. Almost every place in the Bible where we read you, especially in the New Testament, it actually says y'all. Work out y'all's salvation. 
It's something you own together. Work out y'all's salvation with fear and trembling. Over and over again in the Bible, all these phrases that we are used to reading about being about me and my personal relationship with God or Jesus are actually about all of us together. You cannot, you cannot, says Jesus, love the Lord your God without your heart, soul, with all your heart, soul, and mind, and not also love your neighbor as yourself. The two are tied to one another. And our faiths, and our faith is tied to one another. Faith is a team sport. You may, in fact, be able to encounter God out on the golf course on a Sunday morning. In fact, I'm sure that you could. But there is something about being in community together, about being here and doing the work that we are called to do together. Paul goes on to say at the beginning of this passage about work out your own salvation, y'all's own salvation, with fear and trembling. He says, have the same mind in you that was in Jesus Christ. Think the same as one another. Think together. Act with love and humility and put the concerns of the other person ahead of your own needs. Same passage. We like the one that's all about, it's about me and God. Not the one that says in the same passage, don't think about what you need, but think about what your neighbor needs first. Because our fates are tied together. Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians to use what is one of my favorite images in Scripture to talk about the church as the body of Christ. And it is this ridiculous image. Imagine, he says, if you will, a body that is just eyes. That's creepy. That's weird. That would not be able to move or smell or taste very well, would it? Bodies don't work that way. That's what it's like when we try and be the body of Christ by ourselves. Imagine a body that was all feet, says Paul. It's ridiculous, isn't it? And that, says Paul, is the point. When we try and go off and do this on our own, it's ridiculous. The idea of a Lone Ranger Christian, of a personal faith, is just as ridiculous, says Paul, as a body made just of eyes. It doesn't work. And it's actually kind of creepy. We're made, says Paul, to be like a body. And when one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. You don't drop a rock on your toe and say, it's okay, it's just my toe, it doesn't affect the rest of me. You don't get cancer in one part of the body and not have it affect the rest of the body. When one part hurts, the whole part hurts. That's what it means to be the body of Christ. And when one part rejoices, the whole body rejoices. When one part 
celebrates. The whole part celebrates. We grieve together and we also rejoice together. And we do together the work that we could not do on our own. Faith is a team sport. That's why we gather together for worship. That's why we connect with one another outside of worship and pray for one another and spend time together because we are tied to one another. And it goes beyond us. That's why we've often talked about our need to take care of others because if there is somebody in this community who is hungry, that has to affect us. If there's somebody in this community who is suffering, that has to affect us because they also are part of the body of Christ. That's what it means. No, it is not about me and Jesus. It's not about a personal relationship. It's about a God who transforms us to begin to love our neighbor in the same way that God first loved us. It's about a God who, John 3, 16, so loved that one guy over there. Is that the way that goes? For God so loved that one guy over there that God had a personal relationship with him. No. For God so loved the world, all of us, together. We are woven together. As a community here at Spirit of Joy, as people of faith across the world, we are inseparable from one another. The you, the you that we are so used to reading is meant to be a y'all because we are meant to be together. This is my helpful guide here. So the Lord be with all y'all together.